0: Hi there, it's time for another edition of Spinning Singles. I'm Todd on this rainy Sunday afternoon. um, We had left off with uh, January 1985, and that's where we had started. We still got one more week to go, um, the week that was dated January 26, 1985, on the Hot 100. And it was a very busy week for the charts. There were six new songs that came in the top 40 And there are actually three in the Hot 100 I'm gonna talk about. So that's a lot of songs for one week. And the first song I'm gonna talk about happens to be a cover of a very good, very well-known Beach Boys song. It's called California Girls. And it was done by the lead singer of the group Van Halen at the time called David Lee Roth. And he decided to go out on his own and record some solo stuff. And this was his version of California Girls. It came in at 33. And it went all the way to number three, so it was a pretty pretty big hit for him. And uh, one of the Beach Boys, Carl Wilson, at the time sang backup on it. So um, very cool-sounding song. Uh, Put his slant on it, and it did have a picture sleeve. And the picture sleeve shows him sitting kind of like in a studio with a surfboard behind his chair and some monitors in the front with his legs up and... um, was one of his first solo, actually his first solo to chart. And that's David Lee Roth, California Girls. Got a ton of airplay, even on the East Coast, and um, probably about a $5 record with the picture sleeve, if it's good. Next song I'm gonna talk about is actually the only song that went to number one that happens to be in this session of spinning singles. And it was a big, big song for ARIO Speedwagon called Can't Fight This Feeling and it was a ballad, came in at 34, and did get a number one for three weeks, probably their biggest hit that they had. And it was from the album Wheels Are Turnin'" on the Epic label, the Blue Epic, and it did have a picture sleeve. And the picture sleeve just has um, the title of the song, an Ario on the front, and the picture of the group on the back. And again, I've said this before plenty of times, when a song hits number one, Millions of copies are out there, and it's not worth a lot of money. So this one's probably only worth about three bucks. Um, But it did get a ton of airplay, still here today, and a ballad from Mario Speedwagon, "Can't Fight This Feeling." Before that, after that, coming in at thirty-five, was the second top forty hit for that group called New Edition, and they were really establishing themselves at that point. And of course, Bobby Brown came from that group. But right now it was just new edition. It's called Mr. Telephone Man, and of course this is 1985 when a telephone was still a landline, and uh, the picture sleeve shows a picture of the group with a bunch of landline phones and helmets, like their telephone repairman, which I thought was kind of neat. And the back just shows a picture of the album. They recorded on MCA, and this song came in at 35 with, to number 12. Nationally, so it was a pretty decent hit for them. Do remember hearing this quite a bit. Um, new edition probably has some value, maybe five or six dollars for that record with a good, good um, condition picture sleeve. And after that was one of my favorites of the whole year that came in at number thirty-seven. A group called General Public. I'd never heard of them before. Very um, alternative sounding, and this song was called "Tenderness." Came in at thirty-seven. Would only go to twenty-seven. And it turned out it wasn't a uh, was their only top forty hit in the eighties, and they had would have another one in the nineties. But this is from their album All the Rage, on the IRS label, the same label that had REM and the Go Go's. And it does have a picture sleeve, and it shows a picture of the eyes, somebody's eyes, uh, general public tenderness, and then the other side just shows a picture of the album and a list of the group names, group people that were in it. Very upbeat, kind of a cool song. Heard it when it was out, almost never hear it today. Probably about a $10 record uh, right now for tenderness in general public. Behind that, coming in at 39, was the second top 40 hit for the supergroup, The Honey Drippers, and they had just had a big hit with Sea of Love. So they came back, believe it or not, with a song called Rockin' at Midnight. And this was originally the B-side of Sea of Love, and they decided to release it as an A-side on Esperanza was the label. And it just is from the uh, album called Volume 1. And, of course, Robert Plant was involved with this group. And the picture sleeve just shows a picture of somebody walking with shadows and the group on the side. And it just shows somebody singing on the back. Um, because of Robert Plant's involvement, obviously it has some value, 6 to $7 for Rocket at Midnight. Only made it to 25 though, not near as big as Sea of Love. And they only had two top 40 hits, and this was it for the Honey Drippers. And the last song I'm going to talk about, which is one that I remember very distinctly because it was um, out when I had my very first radio show ever at the University of Maryland. My time slot was 4 to 7 in the morning. Yes, very early. And I remember playing this song quite a bit because it was out. It just got a haunting melody to it, and it's um, called Private Dancer by Tina Turner. Came in at 40, would go to number 7, so it was a pretty big hit for her. Very good song by her on the Capitol Dark Black label with the Rainbow label from the album of the same name, Does Have a Picture Sleeve, and it shows her on the cover and her kind of like lying down on a dance floor on the back. Very cool song by her, probably about a 5 to $6 record now since she has passed, and uh, that's Private Dancer by Tina Turner. Next song I'm going to talk about was one that came in the Hot 100 and it was still the group's Scandal, and they had actually put featuring Patti Smith at this point. And this is called Beat of a Heart. Came in at 74, we just missed the top 40, peaked at number 41, and it's on the Columbia label. And of course, it's got a picture of Patti Smith on the cover and a picture of her standing up on the back. Kind of a cool song. Got some airplay, but missed the top 40. One of my favorites by them, and it's probably a 5 to $6 record with the picture sleeve, and that's Scandal beat of a heart next song to come in the hot 100 i'm going to talk about came in at 79 and they were just getting started at this point i'm talking about the group the cure and this is called why can't i be you very very upbeat song on the electro label with a blue picture sleeve showing the words on it and a drawing of a bear um kind of a cool song as well came in 79 would go to 54 nationally so halfway up the Hot 100 for The Cure and very collectible. At this point, I'd say it's probably a 20 to $25 record because their records bring a lot of money. And that's The Cure. Why can't I have you? And the last song I'm going to talk about that week, coming in at number 86 was a ballad by Kenny Rogers called Crazy. Very good ballad by him from the album What About Me on RCA. Would only make it to 79 on the Hot 100. It was a much bigger hit on the country charts, but a really nice ballad by him. And if you've never heard it, I recommend it. The picture sleeve just shows him sitting there and um, the picture of the album on the back. And it was produced by David Foster. Great, great song. Crazy by Kenny Rogers. And that brings us to the first week in February 1985. And another busy week, there were five songs that come in the top 40 and two in the Hot 100 I'm going to talk about. And the first one is actually from a movie. And the movie was called Vision Quest. And it was not one that was out for very long, but it had some interesting songs on it. And uh, this one was by Journey. It's called Only the Young. And um, because it was from a movie, it was on a different label. It wasn't on Columbia like they were normally. This is on Geffen because that's where the movie soundtrack was. And it would come in at 36. We go to number nine. So actually, it was a pretty big hit for Journey and not a bad song, but it was on that soundtrack from Vision Quest. And the other song that was out at the time that was from that soundtrack, but did not chart, it was from Madonna because they were playing so much by her. This is called Gambler. It got a ton of airplay, but for some reason did not chart. was not released on a 45 until much later as a B-side to Crazy For You, um, And as a reissue, that's the only way you can ever find that song, is either by the soundtrack or the B-side of that reissue. But anyway, the Journey song is probably worth about $5. Next song I'm going to talk about was a song by Julian Lennon, and I remember this one getting a ton of airplay. I also played this on my radio show. Too Late for Goodbyes came in at 37. It would go to number 5, so it was a big hit for him. And on the Atlantic label, from his album Volat, and it picture sleeve shows him on the cover, just kind of like standing there, and a picture of the album on the back. And, of course, Julian Lennon being this, the son of John Lennon. So it did get some recognition. Probably my favorite song by him, Too Late for Goodbyes. Probably a 3 to $4 record. Next song I'm going to talk about was one of those that got released twice. The first song we talked about it came out in 1984 and it hit number 67. Well, it was re-released... And um, it's by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. It's called Relax. Came in at 38. Would go to number 10. So it was a much bigger hit the second time around. And because it was released twice, one of them has a blue island label. The other one has a dark black island label. And, of course, two different picture sleeves as well. One of them has a really weird picture of two people back to back. And the other one just has like a checkerboard um front with the group on the back and relax probably has a five to six dollar value got a ton of airplay the second time around and probably became the song best well-known associated with Frankie goes to Hollywood and speaking of their biggest hit um, the next artist this was her biggest hit Um, Tina Marie was a dance artist and she had a hit coming in at 39 called lover girl would go all the way to number four big big hit for her Um, on epic and it does have a picture sleeve, shows her on the cover with the writing on it and writing on the back, and because it was such a big hit, not a lot of value, 3 to $4, but it sure got a ton of airplay, and I remember playing it a lot when I DJed around here, and that's Lover Girl by Tina Marie. And the last song to come in the top 40 that week was the first hit from a rocker named John Parr and his, his last name is spelled P-A-R-R, and that's the name of the album, John Parr. It's called Naughty Naughty. Came in at Atlantic on number 40 and would make it to 23. And that's as high as it got. And um, at the time, it was his first top 40 hit. Very kind of a hard rock kind of sound. Heard it a lot on the rock stations. Um, don't hear a lot today, but uh, maybe a 3 to $4 record for John Parr. Let me refresh my voice here before I talk about these two in the Hot 100. And this next one I'm going to talk about was not a big hit. Came in 87, only went to 83, but it's my favorite by the group Manhattan Transfer. It's actually a cover. It's called Baby Come Back to Me, The Morse Code of Love. It was an old doo song, but they did a new version of it from their album Bop doo on Atlantic. Great, great song. Um, got some airplay because I did hear it, and I'm like, man, it should have been a lot bigger of a hit than it was. But it only made it to 83, and that's Baby Come Back to Me. And it does have some value, probably $10 to $12 for this record on Atlantic with no picture sleeve. And the last song I'm going to talk about, that Hit the Hot 100, was another movie song. And the movie was very forgettable. I don't even remember this movie at all. I didn't see it. It's called Voyage of the Rock Aliens. And it was by Jermaine Jackson and Pia Zadora. And again, it was on a different label because Jermaine Jackson was on Motown. This is on Curb. It's called When the Rain Begins to Fall. So it was definitely a duet. came in at 95, would only go to 54, as high as The Cure got. And it does have a picture sleeve. It shows them on the cover from the movie and a couple scenes from them in the movie. Um, Like I said, never saw the movie. So it was an interesting song. I remember playing this while I was on the radio as well. And that's When the Rain Begins to Fall, Jermaine Jackson and Pia Zadora. And probably about a $4 to $5 record. And that brings us to the next week in February, February 9th, 1985. And there were only four songs that debuted in the top 40 that we're going to talk about. And the first one was by Billy Joel. He hadn't had a song in a little while. And this is called Keeping the Faith. Came in at 37, would go to 18. So it wasn't huge for him, but it was a pretty decent song. Kind of a nostalgic kind of song. From an Innocent Man album, chose a picture of a huge jukebox-looking thing with him on the cover, and it does have a picture sleeve on Columbia, of course. Uh, not a lot of value, three to four dollars, and did get a ton of airplay. And that's Keeping the Faith by Billy Joel. Next song to come in at thirty-eight was by Pat Benatar, and it was one of her lowest-charting records. It only made it to thirty-six, and it was from her album called Tropico remember getting this album in the mail from Columbia House, but uh, the song is just called Ooh, Ooh Song, which I thought was a really weird title, but um, not a bad song for her um, on the Chrysalis label. And Pat Benatar with the picture sleeve probably has about five to six dollars for value on that. And that's the Ooh, Ooh Song by Pat Benatar. Next song to come in was from an artist that was in the group The Raspberries, and he really hadn't had a top 40 hit since 1978 up until this point. And he put one in at uh, 1985 called I Want to Hear It From Your Lips. And this is Eric Carmen. And it did have a picture sleeve and it shows him playing guitar on the cover and all the lyrics on the back. And at that point, Eric Carmen was on the Geffen label, came in at 39, would only go to 35, kind of a mid tempo rock song. Um, and just from the album Eric Carmen and uh, not a lot of value, 3 to $4, and don't remember hearing get this a lot on the radio. Don't hear it all today, but he would still go on to have some more hits. And the last song I'm going to talk about that hit the top 40 was the group Survivor. They were they were going pretty strong at that point, and this is called High on You. Came in at 40, would go to number eight, so it was a top 10 for them, pretty big hit on Scotty Brothers with the picture sleeve. From the album Vital Signs, got a ton of airplay and not a lot of value since it got a lot, a ton of airplay, um, but very recognizable song, Survivor and High on You. And that pretty much wraps up Spinning Singles for this edition, and we'll pick it up again with um, the second week in February uh, in 1985, and we'll see you next week.